Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And we are here with Bitter Belief. Yo, yo, First yo. question, how did you get so good looking? Believe <laughs> uh, <laughs> it or not, I wake up like this. <laughs> straight off the Instagram. Mate, fucking awesome episode. Just flowed well. Yeah. Just yeah. like your rhymes. Yeah. That's very not cool. <laughs> the way to me to speak. <laughs> trying to be how like yeah. just flowing. Flow right. like your rhymes and rap and I know rhythm. how the rappers speak, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it was a fucking awesome episode. That was great. I love it. We can talk openly about a range of topics, including what? Yeah, parenting, um, you you know, your passions, um, and even the vax came up for something different. Vax, vax. Man, like you said, time always disappears here talking with you guys. It's seamless stuff. Yeah, Uh, it's fucking awesome. (laughs) Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Raunchy Raunchy. Brewing. Uh, It actually tastes good. It's It's, um, it's actually good. It's awesome. It's going to be at the the show tonight, our Fringe preview show, which you're going to miss out on. Yeah, because it's going to go out late, but at some point, our horse might race and Lucky Duck racing (laughs) as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out soon. Yeah, no, it wow. seems to be tri- trialing well, apparently. So, yeah. uh, ready to go. Shout out to all the Patreons. There's 15 extra episodes on Patreon if people want to listen on as well. Sick. So, thanks, Bitter. Nice. And anytime, boys. Anytime. Let's get hard. Let's get hard. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> <laughs> Anything Chris White says, please <laughs> disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-hosts. Daniel Delby and Cameron Branch. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. <laughs> Let's get hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin, yes. I loved it. That? Yeah. That's my last one that I edited. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So fucking stoked that's done. That really? Yeah. I, I hate it. I thought it'd be a good little wicket. Like yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. good money, but yeah. I hate it. Well, you've always <laughs> got to up your sleeve in case you need to pick up oh, something here and there. Well, this is what I, I just had this conversation with Delby. I just said, oh, maybe I should just like up my um, up my amount of yeah. money that I'm paying for. Like, okay, give me eight grand, and then it's full fucking worth it. Worth my time of not cash, doing something I don't not like. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, but no cash. Uh, but I, I feel like that's no cash. going against what I said I was going to yeah, do. Okay. I said I didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, you fucking sticking to it like yeah, Carla. Follow it. Follow it. So you need the water bottle. Oh shit! Yeah. Fucking move it out the way. Yeah. Oh, for yeah, for vision. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, all good. You got the mic in front of you. Yeah. yeah, we're joined by young Jamie, my brother. He's doing the sound again. You might remember him. Look at him producing from his well. podcasts, <laughs> such as the John Elliott one, the biggest podcast that we've done. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. young Jamie, young Jamie. You did you have a little um, cameo in that one? Did you? Yeah, he was producer. Producing for us. mini quiz. Yeah, we just did another one. That's gonna Fuck be good. I don't talk about that. Uh, two zip. <laughs> Worst quiz of all time. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking horrendous. Well, got another one. So, you beauty. Oh. Keep an eye out for that one. The, w- the one I lose, I won't edit. I <laughs> 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 just went, nah, God, I don't have enough time, Delby. Yeah, you dog. Before we get on to you, Bitter, Delby, you just uh, got back from Bali. You don't look great, mate. Thanks, bros. You look 
I'm bloated. Uh, you got you got to perform tonight as well. Yeah. How are you going to go do that? I'm fucking. I'm a professional. <laughs> I've done it before. <laughs> I'm struggling to put the stand in stand up. Oh, when did you get back? Uh, Tuesday midnight. Okay. La- but like barley yeah. belly twice, bloated as fuck. My back. I think I'd had the jab in my back. <laughs> That's fucking just gone crazy. Mm. So, um, but yeah, it was good bringing Cam McLaren over for the first time, mm. mate. So funny. Good. If, yeah, a Patreon episode. We got two barley apps on there. One is just Cam McLaren's first time. Um, in Bali. Yeah, just for after three days we did a pod. <laughs> and, like, it's so funny, man. Because he couldn't – like, he's going to hate me saying this, but um, we talk about it on the pod. Because I showed him when we got there, I was like, this is how you change money. So I had Aussie dollars and we yeah. went to a money changer. Yeah. So I'm like, you, you go to these ones because they won't fuck you over. Yeah. So I've showed him to change cash. Now, this is completely understandable because I'm, I'm, I've found out I'm not very good at communicating when I think people know. What you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So I just assume they know. And yep. it's something I've got to keep checking myself on. So like... Or everyone else, just be better. Yeah. Just do better. Yeah. Catch up. Be just better. Be better. So like two days later, he's run out of Balinese money. So he needed to get money. So I'm like, oh, well, bring your car to an ATM. And just get money out. It's just shit exchange right now, eh? Yeah, but it is. It, but it didn't matter because yeah. he just needed his money. And he's come back and he's freaking out. He's like, I've been to three fucking ATMs. None of them are working. They won't give me the money. I'm like, I don't, un- I don't understand. He's like, I go, what'd you do? He goes, I put it in and I tried to put the cash that I wanted out and it wouldn't work. I'm like, that doesn't make sense, man. I was like, where'd you go? He's like, I went to the Commonwealth once and it didn't work. And he's like, putting it in in Aussie dollars. Mate, so he then he's on the phone to Shin, and there's this new card called Wise, which is wicked. Um, Shin, Christian, Christian, yeah, yeah. So there's a card called Wise where you put Aussie money on, and then it converts at a pretty good exchange rate into rupiah, and then it acts like a That's bank it. card okay. rupiah. So for no fees. So he's on the phone, and as he's on the phone to Shin, I hear him going, "It won't give me Aussie dollars," and I go, "Hang on, can't." <laughs> What do you mean? He's like, I just point. I needed to get the money and take it to the money exchange. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, what? Oh, no. He goes, it's not giving me Aussie dollars. <laughs> I'm like, we're in Indonesia, bro. <laughs> I, I just started laughing, and he started getting hell mad because I was laughing at him. He's like, I don't fucking know. And I was like, sorry, man, I don't mean to laugh, but the ATMs aren't going to give you Australian dollars. Uh, <laughs> They're going to give you rupiah. In your, in your defense, I feel like. Probably should have known that. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. I mean, it's his first time ever yeah, outside true. of WA. Wow. And it's got Commonwealth Bank. So, how old is he? Thirty-three or thirty-two? Damn. Yeah. But like, I guess you would expect using an Aussie bank card at Commonwealth, then you should get Aussie dollars. But I was like, brother, like we're in Indonesia. You just put in how much rupee you want, and it takes it out. He goes, I fucking <laughs> thought you had to get the Aussie dollars, then go to the money exchange and exchange it. I was like, did you? That's my fault. I should have explained. You don't have to get that and then exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if, if the only way you've known is to get Aussie dollars and change the Everywhere money. Everywhere else. Then that might, you know, that's my life, bad. That's yeah. Now, nah, Cam, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Cam, but where are you there? You're yeah. an idiot. Nah, so, and then he's never had a massage before. So we talk about this on the Patreon episode. People that want to listen, it's five bucks and you can listen to it. <laughs> But um, he talks about getting a massage for the first time. And I, I deliberately just go, I'm not going to tell you what happens. I just want you to experience it. So when they like pull your pants down um, to do your glute, 
he started freaking. He's like, I'm I, thinking there. Yeah, he's like, I don't now. know. He's <laughs> like, and when she said to roll over, he goes, I don't know. Is this like normal? And then he's got me saying, I'll just let you experience it. So yeah, his and we we're right next to each other as well. So we we, we go and early. Hey, that doesn't that doesn't stop it. Yeah. So, uh, we so not that not that I know. Well, I I I finished him. So <laughs> I just leant over. Did she try to? What, what no, no, this was a legitimate Bana- happy ending. Banana massage. Banana it? massage, yeah. yeah. I went there like um, at the end of last year's fringe and I got the only guy that was working. Like I got the guy working. I was like, fuck, man. <laughs> and then he gave me a wicked massage. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So I gave him a happy ending. It was, <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we just chilled out a little bit and then did whitewater rafting, yeah. uh, collected a bunch of soil samples to fuck up our um, <laughs> cow industry. I've never done the whitewater rafting. Seen it's it? not whitewater. Yeah, and it just yeah. seems... Bit, like, is it good? It's very scenic. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. If me and Cam were a couple, it would be brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, Because okay. you're just cruising and you're looking it's at this beautiful full, jungle. Um, well, yeah, that's Jurassic good. Park feel. Yeah, yeah, it does, yeah. Welcome to Jurassic... Yeah. But also, like, dun, the guy, he tries... Dun, dun, you know when you're a kid and your parents are like, oh, here comes the aeroplane, he does that, like Fuck you're going off. To, yeah, you're going and to like here the little comes the Pachycephalosaurus. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> he's like if you go over like the littlest little rapids, he's like oh oh oh. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying yeah, to like, he's doing I've done it before, and yeah. he's doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think classic. they're trying to add to the experience yeah. to make it scarier. Yeah, so. and then yeah. like they they hustle you halfway through, <laughs> you get out. By so him and Bintang. So yeah, you'd whatever. be like that family, like who's been a couple of times, like, oh, it's all part of it. It's yeah, just, yeah, it's, yeah. he's just, we're bigging it up. And then you go yeah. down, it's a rib, bad dad. He's like, oh, I don't think he's fucking playing <laughs> anymore. Yeah, yeah. that's, uh, uh, it seems, it seems like something I'd like to do, but it's, it's worth it. I, well, I hate doing it. It's quite meditative. Things. It's meditative. Yeah. We, it was only ours, no one else on the whole river. Calm for the most part. Okay. So, yeah. And, and it's, it's just real chill. Like, it's a good. Just to be in nature. I get turned with off. on the back screaming. <laughs> no, I reckon you'd like it. Yeah. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Because yeah. um, I do like the, yeah, I like the outdoor adventure sort of mm. stuff. And But even Bali, I just like sitting on the fucking beanbag having a beer and mm. watching the sunset. That's People go to Bali, Bali to relax. Like if you're yeah. from WA, yeah. you're not going to Bali for the full tourist experience. Yeah. So. But you, you probably only did that because you did mate that's gone yeah. for the first time. Yeah. The, f- the time before the last one, I was like, I want to experience this as a tourist because in Changu, it's all... The best thing is that it's like 30% Aussies, then the rest are full international flavor. Yeah, cool. So yeah. it's like Americans, Dutch, Netherlands, Denmark, mm. fucking heaps of Russians. I reckon it's probably like 30 40% Russians. Um, and then, like, that's... I like that because it's more international flavor, but the time I went before, I was like... I want to do what these guys are doing because they come here as a thing. Mm. So I went and did the waterfall, the canyoning, yeah. which has fucking made me deaf in this ear when it gets too loud. But yeah, but that's that's good. My deafness? No, you're <laughs> getting out there doing those sorts of adventures. Yeah, things, so I went yeah. and, and did all that and that was pretty cool. Because I, I never like doing – if you go somewhere, I'm like, why would I do something that I could do in Perth? Yeah. That's like if I see – like uh, I'd go on a footy trip. So, Even you, on don't, a f- so you don't get laid on no. trips? <laughs> yeah, no, I do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> no, if I, if I w- like used to go on a footy trip, the lads would go to a nightclub. I'd go, why the fuck are we going to a nightclub? Yeah. We can go Let's to a nightclub put fucking Perth. $57 in my full yeah. <laughs> No, but yeah, I, no. I'd rather go fucking to the, the little huts or the bars, like something different, yeah. a different style. And yeah, that, was my, um, that was my go-to line. I went with Complete and he likes to just chill, yeah. especially in the hotel. And I'm like, man – I just kept saying, oh, no, it wasn't just me and complete. It was like 10 of us. Yeah. And they were wanting to chill in the um, swim-up pool, the swim-up bar, whatever yeah. you call it, all day, every day. I'm like, yeah. oh. And, yeah. and then after that, every 
every time they were they were doing something that you could do here, my go to was we could do this in Perth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Perth. Let's do something different. Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. Well, that's what Cam wanted to do. He's like, next time I come, I just want to do the swim up pool. I'm like, once you order one drink, yeah, like that's it. That's <laughs> like, it's it's that's same it. thing for yeah. the rest of the day. So yeah. I, I like to do if I'm there for long enough, one day on, one day off. Chill, yeah. have a few drinks, yeah. swim up, pool bar, yeah, do all that. And then the next day, get out, get adventurous, get... F- well, you for know. me, it depends who you go with. Like, because I've been in heaps of different circumstances. The best time I went to Bali was when I went by myself. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah, I went always. and stayed up in the uh, mountains in Ubud and just did my own thing. Did Sick. some yoga retreat and yeah. some Love that. sound healing. I had a little um, scooter I was just hanging around on by myself. Yeah. Go out for meals by myself. Yeah. Love that. Not many people can do that, man. I, yeah. like, I think then people don't really enjoy their own company, you know, but mm. I was like... This is great. No one here to fuck my vibe up. I'm yeah, good. you do what you want. Yeah. I've I literally exclusively travelled on my own for the last. It's good, eh? Eight years. It's a little bit lonely, but it's also a little bit. It, make, it forces you to get out and meet people. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It forces you to be social. It sucks because you don't have a shared memory to reminisce on with anybody no. when you come back. Yeah, but I think the the benefits far outweigh the negatives. Oh, uh, like Lena. <laughs> <laughs> he fell in love on his last trip. Yeah. See, but, um, it was good going with Cam because, like, when we went out, like, and we could have a drink, and Cam's wicked to go out with, like, mm. super social. Yeah. So, like, that was cool. Yeah. Um, and when we bumped into, do you know Clinton Ibrahim? He used to live with me. Bumped yeah, into, they flew over to meet up with us. They're traveling Southeast Asia doing vlogs and. Um, yeah, caught up with them, did a podcast with them. It was actually a good one. That's on Patreon as well. Sure. Yeah, listen to that one. Um, he's doing like his own travel channel. He's got up to Sick. nearly a thousand subscribers. I love that. The so, travel channel thing yeah. is what I, that's what our YouTube channel started as. Yeah. My travel channel. I just yeah. converted the name and yeah. <laughs> kept all those subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those whole 33 subscribers. But uh, yeah, travel vlogging, a cl- travel vlog channel is very appealing. Yeah. That is very, there's a lot of it. I haven't um I haven't done Ubud at all. I don't think. Is it, I, I thought it was more like a couple's vibe there. Um, Where you go nah. like a honeymoon or? Oh, you can. Yeah, 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 I think you're right. I definitely felt like everyone was looking at me like, <laughs> "Where's the chick? Who's yeah. this guy?" Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, like you guys said, if you to go by yourself, start mingling and stuff. Like that. I didn't want to. I was just like, yeah. I d- if tourists were coming towards me, I was like, leave me alone. I'm here, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to be in my own. Like you know, and it was like yeah. a, it was just four days. I just wanted to be by myself and just be in my own zone and refresh. Yeah. And I came back so refreshed. I loved it. Yeah. So uh, last time we had you on, uh, had you been? Were you a dad yet? No. You were just expecting. Yeah. Get real close. W- nice. No, yeah. I, uh, I wasn't. My partner wasn't even pregnant, so yeah, right. I don't think so. Anyway, no, well, she definitely it, wasn't. Yeah, fuck. So you, you, you're a dad now. It's been a minute. Yeah, some <laughs> stuff has changed. Yeah, because uh, that was a that was a concern for you because you were saying uh, leading up. I think you were actually actually we, yeah, pregnant. We, we were and pregnant. Yeah, yes. and your mindset had changed. You'd started to realize that you you know your your priorities were going to have to change Correct. in regards to like you'll do anything to keep you know food on the table yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's obviously changed because you got a different job real now yeah so uh not in community services anymore um still helping in that area or um, like trying to be involved uh, or uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. so if you're listening to these back to back we've gone from somebody who cares about all the kids yeah. to somebody who cares about one, one. <laughs> no, two, two. two. i got isla as well yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah so i got um my partner has a daughter from a previous relationship isla she's seven yeah i honestly look at her like she's my own yeah it's hard not to when you live with them 
Yeah. Um, and then yeah. uh, obviously had Jordan. He's coming up to 11 months, so just yeah. over 10 months. Yeah, I live with two housemates as well, and I look at their girlfriends like my own. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> we live with them for so long. And what <laughs> I hope they don't watch this. Nah. <laughs> what have you? What have you? What's been the biggest thing? Because it's instant, hey. Yeah. Because I remember a few messages I sent with you, and it was just like instant. Yes, very, very instant. I, I, I guess I don't know what it feels like, but my partner was telling me that some people don't feel that instant connection, and it's obviously not their, mm. not their fault or not yeah. their choice. But because my only, um, you know, comparable situation is my own. I just I don't know how that would feel to not even feel that like it's, yeah it was just instant yeah. for me the second he came out and it was just I think the whole birth and we're so lucky in the sense that it was quite seamless like it was as easy going as it could possibly be mm. it gave me a whole new level of found respect for not even just my partner but women in general my mum like they go through all the women in my life yeah like the yeah. pregnancy and again like the pregnancy itself and the birth were all like relatively easy going you know so. Um, for you, imagine yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the nine months went like that. <laughs> the, but yeah, it, the, the pain, it was painless. Yeah, I think just, compared yeah. to some of the the traumatic ones. That you, yeah, yeah. You so yeah. like, I can only imagine, you know, how partners would view their significant others or their wives um, if it was even, you know, more hardship endured. But mm. like, yeah, I just couldn't believe that that's what women go through, and that's what women's bodies can do. Like, mm. it, like I said, it gave me. It. Sometimes I'm quite overt and. Um, outspoken and bold with a lot of my uh, opinions and sometimes it can be misconstrued as like is Aaron sexist or is Aaron yeah well you've got that song bitches a week I've actually got a song called two types from when I was like 17 it's like there's two types of females women and bitches oh my God. So like, uh, well, that's still you. kind of of that belief so it's like, but like, yeah. But it shows you can evolve and grow and, Absolutely. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, um, but yeah, I'm definitely not sexist. If anything, I think women are the most incredible thing walking the earth, and especially now that I've witnessed that and been a part of that. And now it's like you gave me the best present that I could ever ask. Did for you get a PS Five as well? <laughs> 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 what are the odds of that? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. That, was, that was a good one. That <laughs> unconditional love that you feel as soon as. As soon as they're there. Yes, but it's also, it's it's very scary. Like, um, now there's something that could, that could you know, potentially go wrong that would completely derail me. Like, if anything ever happened to him or... Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very scary. Like, the other night, Hannah went out. It's not my first time being left with him. I've been out with him a lot by myself and stuff, but he, I don't know, just like, he just seemed to not, he, ha he hadn't got up for his... It's yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Eleven o'clock feed, and it got to like eleven forty-five, and I went in, and I'm feeling his back to make sure he's breathing. Oh, I'm like constantly, yeah. constantly. It's like the, it's your head's always thinking worst case scenario. Like if this was to happen, what, what would my what is with be? that? Because that's that, that I'm still I'm like five years into being a parent, and I'm still mm. doing that. I think I'm still d I'm talking to Delby the other day, telling him I'm fucking unbreakable at the moment. I'm bulletproof, and nothing can fucking stop me. And then I went. If there there like is, her, yeah. And yeah. why is that the first thing that came to my head? Why because is I think the I'd, danger? I'd, my child, like, why is that the first thing? I think this, and again, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I, I would assume it's the way our brains are programmed to be um, protective of our kids, in it, it, as as it pertains to all nature. Like you see animals in the wild on you know David yeah. Attenborough or whatever, and it's because your lineage is mm. yeah, they're carrying like on your gene pool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. There, ha yeah. there has to be something, um, you know. Uh, I guess parenthesized and built in us that 
genetically for, yeah. forces that because yeah. obviously when they're that young and vulnerable, they need that level of protection and care. And I don't know, you ca- I kind of can't speak from a over, you know, um, it's not that black and white, I guess there's nuance in the sense that I don't, like I said before, I don't think all parents, look at. Yeah, if you're from Balga, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ever think the power was that bad. Jeez, no, it isn't. That's just the go-to. So you can summer. say that now. You can yeah. say that now. Yeah. But, oh, I, but yeah, I, I think it's surely there's something you know programmed in us to have that caring nature. But like I said, I don't know if all parents feel that. I can only speak to my experience. And there's a whole new level of now. I, I, I thought I would become much, much more chilled and calm in my nature and I've become way more savage and way more selfish and way more because my world has kind of streamlined and shrunken down to my household before like going back to the community services stuff I wanted to help community and I still want the betterment and the best for my community and the world if anything Mm -hmm. but like my um I guess what would you call it yeah my priorities and my focus and my where I put my emphasis and attention in life has has shrunken right down to my household it's put everything in perspective and made me realize that Mm. I only have a certain amount of bandwidth and time in a day and I I don't want to be spreading myself too thin so that my family get kind of I guess like the surplus of what's left at the end of the day and Mm. that's what was happening when I was in community services I was kind of giving it so much of myself that I was coming home and obviously I had my stepdaughter at the time but I could feel she'd see me run through the door and run up to me and I'd be like ah and I'd, I'd need just some time to kind of regroup. And yeah. you know, I was seeing a, okay. a psych at the time and they were saying, you know, you need to implement some kind of strategy and tool that, you know, you have like a buffer from work. Go sit in a park for half an hour if mm. you can and kind of, you know, reset and go home. So I, I started doing that. But after a while, you kind of can't fight burnout anymore. You have to pull back. So I, there's a lot of people in community services that are super burnt out and have compassion fatigue and they stay there just out of comfort. And, you know, it's... Yeah, it's convenient. So mm. compassion um, fatigue would yeah, that's that's a real thing, man. Yeah, yeah. You start going because you just can't keep. Yeah, compassion has to underpin your practice when you're doing that. You have to always because sometimes you can start projecting your expectations onto the kid or whoever you're working with, like mm. you because you can see the clear path to you know. Uh, improvement and they're not taking it and it's like make better choices be better like you know what i mean um you start going to tough love but you really your practice should be underpinned by empathy and compassion really and i could just feel that that was i had my window of tolerance was shrinking rapidly every day so um number one i wasn't giving my all in the center anymore number two i was coming home and not giving my all to my family so with jordan on the way i kind of had to make the executive decision to say no i need to step back from this and and so does that 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 mean you've put yourself in a position where you go to a job that uh, and i don't know what you're doing but a job that you don't care as much about it's literally the paycheck and then then you can put everything of your passion into your your writing and your music mm-hmm. on the side and then your and, and, your, family and your family too. yeah in a, in a nutshell it's just the, the job i have now is a lot more um logical and using your brain and not so much using your emotions it's mm. not so it's like um, not emotionally impacting me whatsoever it's if any it's sometimes i come home my brain's a bit frazzled but mm. like i have all the emotion and um and all the presence to give my family in the world. That's so, good. And, so and I can work from home a lot as well. So I'm, sp- I'm not missing them because I was uh, in my other job, I would have been going to work, coming home, what, five o'clock. He stays up for an hour and a half, two hours and goes to sleep. So I'm seeing him for like all of two hours every day. And then that first period and um, you know of his life is gone. And mm. then I'd, I'll never get that back again. So this job where I can work from home a lot, um, I'm not pretending to work from home and spending all the time yeah. with my kid, but he's right there. I get to, you know, I'll yeah, there's answer moments. a few emails, answer a few calls, go get to hang with him for a bit, come back and, you know, um, the, the, in a nutshell, the family and work 
life balance so, and, is and, a lot better. And you can't control every aspect, but you you know you're a chance to. And I'm not sure if you have been there or if has walked yet. But like the first steps and stuff like that. I was at work. Like, so, yeah. so I, I wasn't there for the first steps. Uh, the first tough. time they roll over, the first smile. Like I got a video when I was fucking welding from my um, wife at the time of like um, the first smile. Wow. Laughing, yeah. and I was from like, your wife, or <laughs> yeah, that is well. <laughs> the first time uh, I've smiled in this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I'll show you how happy I am. You're at work. <laughs> There's another guy here. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, yeah, oh, yep. So. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Unintentional riff, yeah. bringing up trauma. <laughs> I didn't know. Tell me, it could have been good. But the fact oh, is, now, like, I might not have been there. Like, I still may have been. Even now, I work from home. I'm still out and about. I might not have been there. But the fact that um, I think once it was, I think she was like, oh, I'm guessing about two to eighteen months ish when I quit my job. So then I had that opportunity. So I did get a bit more. Okay. And I've got a lot more of it. But don't you get bored of watching them walk? <laughs> yeah. It's so, oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Where's the yeah. jog? Yeah. I won't pretend that, I won't pretend that every, every minute is not like you don't sit there and go, I fucking love no. being with my kid all Hell the time. No. Like it's, it, get, it gets no. draining. It's tiring. Yeah. You know, that's that also stuff, illegal for me. If <laughs> <laughs> I tell people that. But you know what? Like, I, um, I think it's definitely put more strain on our relationship and there's so many contributing factors that come into that it's like lack of sleep Mm. um you know so like obviously our step you mean the child or you mean working from home no for for the the couple like yeah but what's put the more stress on the relationship sorry sorry, the child yeah yeah, yeah. and and you know i'm assuming it's the same for everybody Mm. and but so why was it different with um your kid as opposed to isla uh, because Is that because you have less responsibility. Nah, I, I, she lives with us full time, so yeah. I have just as much responsibility. It's more pertaining to the fact that when I met her, she was four, and Hannah, I guess, had already done all the groundwork. Yeah, and got, yeah. So it would just be, it was kind of like a maintenance thing, and with every different next stage in her life, like mm. I would try to okay, she's at this level of understanding now. Now maybe it's time to have a discussion about this and teach her that manners are important now, yeah. or that. You know, um, etiquette is important, and so stuff you're like already that. dealing with somebody that understood, could talk. Correct. Yeah. 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 And now with, you're with just it, in the trenches. Well, and sleep as well. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And so obviously, when I first stepped in, I had to find my place in it. Like, I got to shout out all the stepdads out there because it's there's, tough, there's, it's, it, is, it is a tough thing to do, and I'm. It's, uh, it's so much easier if you have a supportive partner and a partner that understands that it is a tough thing to do, and and. It's definitely worth it. I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. But, um, and, and it's taught me so much about myself as well because it, you have to find a new level of patience within yourself because you essentially... Because it's I, not I, your kid. And I, I was just going to say, yeah. I, I don't look at it like this anymore, but in the start, you're like, wow, I just live with someone else's kid. Yeah. You know? And you don't have the same patience that you could, I guess, apply to your own child where you're going, oh, that's yeah. my kid. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So um, it's definitely taught, instilled a whole new level of tolerance and, and patience within me for and sure. And what discussion do you have with your partner about what you're expected to do and boundaries? Because for me, like growing up, we had a couple of different stepdads and if, if Jam... Or Chris was being rude to mum. Mm-hmm. You could see I would step in because my brother, yeah. or even vi- if I was one, but like they weren't sure when the time to jump in was. Yeah, I. So in that sense, I'm 
extremely blessed that I grew up with a stepdad as well. He came mm. along when I was 11, I think. Um, and to put it frank, he just pretty much wrote the book on how to do it because yeah. I feel like he walked that line perfectly between I'm not your father, but I am the man of this house. And mm. I think he never blurred the lines of um, when to step in and when not to step in. You know, if I he would let my mum take the lead and then at certain places, if I became disrespectful or whatever, he'd be like, ah, Oh, pull up. That's not how you speak to your mum, or you know, because at the end of the day, that's his partner, and he, that's the person he loves. Yeah. So it's just as hard for him to see. And it's the same with Isla. Like I'll let her get away with speaking to we, me in a certain way more than I would let her mum. Like if yeah. I hear her speak to her mum in a certain way, that's when I'll step in and say, especially if Hannah's kind of not sticking up for herself enough, I'd be like, "Excuse yeah. me, yeah. you don't speak to your mum like that." Because I, she doesn't. As a kid, that's the other thing. They don't have a um, a good grasp of exactly what the parents are doing for them yet. They're yeah. just, you're just doing your job. This is what you're mm. meant to do. Whereas I see how good of a mum she is and how um, imperative she is in Isla's life. So it's like, you know, when I hear that, it's like, wait a minute, that's, excuse me, you don't speak to your mum like that, show her some more respect. So yeah. I, it, but I think an open line of communication is extremely important between the between the um, the couple, the, you know, the stepdad or stepmom and, and, and the... Uh, I think I've searched that a few times. <laughs> well, <I'm born> <laughs> yeah. I haven't searched it at all, but it fucking keeps coming up and it's all my head in. I'm like, I don't want this Tasmanian shit. <laughs> it's coming up for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, the my old theory on that, well, uh, that's for another what, podcast. Oh, what's your theory on that? Well, that um, there's so much searches in... Uh, in in countries oh, where yeah, yeah, yeah. they do have inter oh, yes, yes, yes. intermarriage, and because there's so many of them, mm -hmm. it drives the search engines to pop the algorithms to make oh. them as suggested yeah. more. Mm. Yeah. It's good. That's I'm glad you said that because I didn't want to transition from <laughs> Isla to Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> But we can clip that earlier bit up where you called Hannah a good mum, and we can send that to her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the thing these yeah. days. That, like, uh, I can't remember. Oh, Spanian. There's this dude in Australia, yeah. and he put something up recently where he was in an interview or a pod like this, and then so that these shorts that are happening now, and yeah. people are so, I guess, um, dumb. Would get dumb, mm. yeah. Or Lazy, so, lack of diligence. We're just so used to it that when they watch it, they don't even notice the the cuts or the clips in mm. the thing, and so they're just taking that as verbatim you know, face value, that's what this person said. And then you, like, that. Um, what's it, Andrew Tate is a great example of that. Yeah. Because, 100%, yeah. you know, a lot of the, I've watched a lot of the pods and I've seen a lot of the shorts and I've seen, you know, he might be in a pod where he's defending himself and he's like, I actually didn't say that, I said, yeah. and then I go and find that and I'm like, whoa, they really chopped that up. And yeah. I get it, you only get 30 seconds, but the way they've chopped it up is with a clear intention to vilify and demonise somebody. It's like, yeah. the only reason you would take what somebody's saying out of context is, it's not that you're grabbing the most entertaining parts, you're putting this together to be, it's again, it's clickbaiting, you're yeah. trying to make the, have the biggest impact so this gets the most attention, whether it's negative or positive, that it can possibly get. And it's like, it's a scary time. Yeah. Like, I'll <laughs> Aaron DeVaz, seven news. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what the news do. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's been a thing for a minute, but now it's in the hands of just... Um, the fuck was that? It's all right, that's his computer. Keep going. <laughs> it's, now it's in the hands of just your everyday person that has a phone and can do that themselves. Yeah. You know? it's, it's pretty scary. It's yeah. like, how badly... And once they've seen that, the people that kind of take it for what they've seen to clear your name and, and explain that it's just like it's like they're no I can't be I yeah. can't be moved off this I, like this is my this is my opinion of this person now or this is my opinion of this now and I can, and it's like but look at this I'm showing you evidence to state because it's stay longer otherwise. than thirty seconds bro yes mm. so and people I'll will watch it like us we'll have people 
mate, love the podcast. I've, I've seen it heaps. I go, which episode did you listen to? <laughs> oh, no, no, we just, just saw that clip. On YouTube. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Or the, the Insta. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like, yeah, or like people will comment on a clip that we put without getting the overall context of the thing. Because we'll be going to put the whole fucking hour and a half conversation where we yeah. dive into it. Like, no, nah, we're not. I was actually looking a- into the effects that it has on the brain and it's extremely uh, detrimental to your... Um, ability to produce dopamine and and then so that's why it's not that we're uh, drawn more drawn to these little 30 second clips it's just that we're so turned off these extended clips it's like I can't see there was one of them that I posted on I posted a pod recently like you guys should listen to this and check this out and there's a few people that like came back to me and said I went to check this out I saw it was five hours long get fucked (laughs) you don't even have to watch the five hours you can watch two or three or one even but people don't even want to watch past half an hour to be honest with you and it's tough yeah It's yeah, it's one of those things where I think, and I've said this before, that we're we're breeding and driving this generation of kids that are going to have this instant gratification built into them. And I use like YouTube Kids on iPads for as a perfect example. And we used to watch TV. Mm -hmm. We used to have the fucking um, change the channel. You have to you know look at the TV guide. When's it on? Mm. If there's an ad, you have to wait till the ad finishes. Even VHS, if you want to watch a movie, you got to rewind. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So so annoying when you got a movie that wasn't rewound. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Be be kind, rewound. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. but um, even those sorts of things, they don't seem like big things, and they're obviously very privileged things that we still had when we were younger. But Mm. at the same time, they still had a little bit of patience, a little bit of like, hey, you can't just get what you want when you want. Um, and then the generation before had it even worse mm-hmm. and worse before that. So they had a bit more tolerance, a bit more resilience, a bit more patience. Um, and it's just getting worse and worse well, this and worse. Is, this is the other thing about having kids as well. I thought, like I said before, I thought it would make me much more calmer and placid and stuff. It's made me way more savage and way more selfish because mm. now I care more than ever what kind of world my child is going to grow up in. And mm. if I can have, you know, uh, you know, some... Aff- effect on change or some kind of influence in pushing things in the right direction and again this would be what i perceive as the right direction so it's kind of you know close-minded of me but i know what kind of world i would love my son to grow up in i know how i would love my son to grow up mm. and, and f- you know be in an environment where he can flourish and i do worry that so see the other flip side of that coin is are you not going to give your kid a phone when every other kid's got a phone mm. and now your That's kid's the loser without a phone it's like and someone said that to me. I was like, no, he's not having a phone until he's 18. It's like, yeah. so you're going to make your kid the loser at school that doesn't yeah. have a phone when everyone else does. So it's like you're pigeonholed f- into a decision that you don't want to make. It's fucking Just hard, man. Because I remember being at Wanners and like, obviously, mum didn't have any money. And if we it's wanted Wanneroo, a phone, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we wanted a phone, mum's like, you can have it, but you have to pay for it yourself. So I remember buying my first phone. Nokia 3310? No, it was like a fucking... Um, it was a Kmart job, like whatever. Oh, really? Like it was similar. Samsung or just... But like a little brick thing. Yeah. Before that, yeah. Yeah, something... I can't remember the shitty name of the brand. I got it. Had 25 bucks prepaid. And I reckon I sent five messages and I spoke for four minutes and all my credit was gone. <laughs> I was like, fuck this, man. Yeah. I, t- I took it back. I'm like, give me my money back for the yeah. phone. <laughs> Take my SIM card. And mm. I didn't get another one until I was like 16, I think. Got the Nokia 3310s. I just wanted it yeah. to play Snake. Yeah. And then text. Yeah, snake was the shit. Yeah. Snake was dope. Playing and with your snake at school <laughs> means something completely different. <laughs> but that's what I, I used to do that. I did Vodafone to Vodafone. Yeah. And I found out that there's five people-ish that were on Vodafone. Yeah. So after eight o'clock, you could do 20 minutes free or something yeah. like that, or 30 minutes free. If you were So um, I can't remember, there was a list of about five people. Kate Wheeler, who was in our yeah. skit, the, um, the Elf on the Shelf, used to call her... And yeah. then I'd call like there'd be another there'd be like four a group of people. This is I'd how I learned to talk to girls. Really? Legit. But I got a better hack, bro. Oh, what was it? So me and my mate Imad, 
Um, he had, uh, at the time, if it was Vodafone, I think Vodafone was big when we were in high school. Yeah. Vodafone to Vodafone <laughs> after seven was yeah. free. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's what it was. we both That's had Vodafone. Right. Yeah. Hi, he would put my phone number in his call divert and whoever I wanted to call, it didn't matter who you were with, right? I would call him. I'll put that phone number in my call divert and then I would call that person for free because it diverts from him to me and then me back out. Yeah. So I would spend hours just any girl's number that I got at school, I'd just be on the phone. Remember we used to sit on the phone to chicks for like... Forever. <laughs> on yeah. the home phone and shit? Yeah. yeah. My dad would be yeah. banging on the wall. What are you yeah. doing in there? It's Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a girl. Oh, okay, good stuff. <laughs> I had so many good friendships. And I remember I would cold, I would cold call bitches, eh? Yeah, right. I'd just be like... Danielle, Yo. yeah, it's Delby. I, I got your number off Chelsea. How oh, you going? Like, I just start just... chatting. For what are you up to? Ages. Yeah, what are you up to? Do you want to meet at the underpass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, th- you, you make an interesting point actually because that's the other thing. I saw um, Shaq recently. They were talking to him about his kids. He's got like eight kids or some shit. And he said uh, something. He sat his kids down and he goes, "Now look, Dad's rich. You're not rich. Yeah. <laughs> You've got nothing. Fuck so yeah. Basic. And this was the this. I'm glad that I saw that because I said to Hannah, I started. That's the other thing. Having kids, you start freaking out. I'd never freak, freaked out about money before that. Yeah. But, but then I started going. I want to be able to give my kids everything. I want to have the best of everything, the biggest, mm. nicest house. So you start mm. kind of going gun ho for this this yeah. money. The idea of attaining mm. as much money as possible. Mm. When um when and I saw that and I was like, yo, I think. If, if I was to do that, I'm probably going to yeah. raise a sport little brat that doesn't, doesn't know how to hustle and, and make its own money. especially yeah. at that age, they don't see any of that. No. Yeah. They see the person. Yeah. They see... They don't, they don't don't fucking see a rich person versus a poor person. They don't see a fucking... A black person, a white person, no. a gay person, a fucking transgender person, yeah. a fucking Muslim, a Christian. They don't see any of that. They no. see the fucking person you are. Mm-hmm. And that's... Oh, like that. That's one thing I'm adamant on with my daughter growing up and I'm, I'm not sure if you uh, do the same but I won't teach my daughter about racism and, and fucking misogyny and, and hierarchy you'll just and show them no. <laughs> no no I will teach my daughter That's not what to do <laughs> uh, I will teach my daughter to see the person they are and that is fucking it yeah. that's, yeah. that's where the fucking conversation ends mm-hmm, yeah. you don't have to teach them about fucking racism yes we, I acknowledge it's there and it existed yeah. but if I keep creating an issue out of something that's there it's going to fucking keep the issue going so you just don't continue to do it and yeah. just live in the fucking present moment and be the person let's let's clip this and see what happens in 6 years time and see if it's still yeah. see if it's worked and yeah. then you can write a book on how to well, eliminate misogyny and racism well and i'm yeah. not being sarcastic i know i sound like it but i'm like <laughs> this would be a great case study 100% because i just feel like the if you make a deal out of racism continue to make a difference yeah. a deal out of racism for my daughter to, she doesn't see a fucking black person yeah. she sees a person that either has kindness gratitude and empathy mm-hmm. or she doesn't yeah that's it it's interesting when you see a kid uh, say of Isla's age, or how, what's your, how old's your daughter? Five already? years Five old. Years old. So a couple of years younger. Say they see something on the TV, um, and the way they interpret things, it's like, why is that guy being so mean to that guy? And yeah. it's, and it's like it'll be a, a movie or a show in the background, and it'd be say this. And again, this is just hypothetical. You know, say it was a white guy, and it was 
an old show, like Django or something like yeah. that. Mm. And she's like, I don't get why, why is that guy doing that? Because you're right, they don't have that level of Because Quentin Tarantino is a racist. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and that's the thing, if you've taught them the underlying rule of you don't see them by their race, you don't yeah. see them by their religion, you don't see them by their gender, mm-hmm. you just see them for the person they are. They don't just need to worry about the rest of the fucking rules. They'll yeah. just say, that's a good person, yeah. they're a good person, I'll treat them well. Yeah, because... Yeah. Leonardo had more money than the rest, and that's why you would be an asshole. Legit. And the be- and the best way you can do it is to is to well, I think anyway. And again, I've, my son's what not even a year old. I'm not going to say I've figured it all out. Yeah. You definitely haven't. There's going to hmm. there's going to be hurdles. There's going to be new things that I have to kind of figure out on the fly and on the spot and stuff. But I'm com- I'm confident that I have a good enough foundation within myself to even if I make mistakes, which I'm going to, it's just being able to come off the back of it and being able to you know mm. um, have them progressive conversations with him and stuff. But I think as long as I you instill respect into your children and you say if people show you respect, you show respect back and and that kind of thing, then I th- you know I think if that's the foundation in which you raise your children, you can't really go wrong because mm. everything's underpinned by well, human well, interaction anyway by respect. Well, even further to that, I would say not only do you show respect to people that show you respect, show respect to the people that don't mm-hmm. because just because they're a fucking asshole or mm-hmm. a cunt yeah. doesn't make you that person as well. No. You don't have to be that person as well. But I would also if say I wouldn't... I, th- th- that person doesn't s- deserve any of your time. No, they don't. They, they you, they don't d- you don't have to go to a level of uh, vitriol and animosity and hate Correct. that person, but just go, cool, I'm not getting respect in this situation. I'll remove myself. I'll go somewhere else where I do get respect. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that might. I'm changing so quickly at the moment because my life is changing so quickly. Yeah. And I th- I've always said to people that, that the... the smartest three words you can say are, I don't know and what I, I want to come from the standpoint of always being open-minded to changing some a lot of people think that you become people are so scared to change their opinions when presented with new information and I think that's really stubborn and, and that's yeah. how you stay I feel dumb. unsafe that's how you stay yeah they, they're like oh I don't want to be a contradiction it's like whether you like it or not human beings are constant contradictions and we should yeah. be because we're constantly evolving we're constantly learning new things and the smartest thing you could do is stay open-minded enough to changing your stance on things I think the dumbest thing you can do is be um, I've said this too overtly now I've been on the podcast last time and I was saying this I can't go here today and say that to the contrary and say uh, actually because people go ah he's backpedaling it's like no actually something might have happened in that time period where you've grown I've, you've I've grown, grown or yep. I've just ch- like it's put something into perspective for me and I've changed my angle on it I think that's the smartest thing that you can do and that's that, I think that kind of d- for well, me that's the distinction between people that are super intelligent and willing to grow and that for that intelligence and <coughs> and even on an emotional level, to grow, and then people that get kind of hunkered down in the yeah. where they are. Well, if you're the captain of a ship, and you're sailing towards a fucking cliff, yeah. and someone's like, Captain, there's a cliff there. You go, no, 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 there's not. I, I know that there's no cliff there. And I'm like, there's information coming in. We can see mm. a fucking cliff. <laughs> Don't know why, but it's there. Yeah. Just and, and if and you I just go, fuck it, I'm going to keep going, then yeah. you're going to crash. Well, and it's and like, and they, and that's the other thing. It's like, some people think, I'm the captain. You're the. I know what I'm doing. Don't yeah. you tell me what to do. So, yeah. but I again, and I am and the that's ego. Now. We spoke about that last week. That's and I'd ego. Be, I'd be lying if I was to say that. Um, yeah, that I, I'm not guilty of it sometimes. But I'm catching myself now. Going, wait a minute. You're, you you need to be a little more open minded to this. What's this person saying? Like I do find myself sometimes being protective of my opinion still, but I'd know better now. But like I think I've said it here before. An epiphany doesn't create a new. Um, know a new characteristic or a new way of being you kind of have to you know um consistently chip away that 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 nature in yourself that you want to change you know well and that's uh i think i've just i've gone down that path of like now being so open about everything on the podcast even the last week i said 
you know, I'm unvaccinated. And yeah. I'd never said that, like, you know, publicly on the podcast. I never said categori- categorically I was unvaccinated. Yeah, right, I just wow. I just said... You definitely alluded to the yeah, fact. Yeah, I alluded to it, but I never <laughs> said it. Yeah. Um, but now I'm... Like, that, for example, is one thing I'm very open to do because I'm more than willing to be wrong and then go, hey, fuck, I was wrong. Mm. Which doesn't seem to be the case of the people who uh, <laughs> <laughs> smelling your own farts. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. But uh, th- those sorts of um, <coughs> well, What's those sorts, yeah, the account. The, the, I don't, I'm not seeing it a lot from the people who are on the other vax side. But we don't yes. have to go down that path. But so that's, uh, the other, that's the other thing about growth as well. I think if you're if you're not <coughs> open to being held accountable, and a lot of, the mm. more I am being open to being held accountable, the more I see even in my close relationships, it's abundantly and i think you were talking about this the other day with the whole red car thing Mm -hmm. and it's because my focus is on and again i only want to look at changing things about myself i don't want to try to change things about other people anymore say someone is very difficult to deal with instead of going i need to change how difficult they are to deal with i go i need to work on my tolerance with that person and make Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. i'm more patient and around them just be more aware of how impatient i'm being because yeah number one you can't Can't control that stuff outside of Mm -hmm. you and number two um, yeah, the, going back to the red card thing is like because I'm working on that within me, it's so abundantly obvious in other people now. Mm. I'm like, wow, this 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 level of I can't be held accountable is ubiquitous, and and I can't escape. I it. think it's the next like pandemic, man. Is people not being able to be accountable? You mm. see the fucking losers that I sent you the clip of last night, all the <coughs> um, fucking the they them's and the trans and the lesbian folks in an argument mm-hmm. will get up. And just fucking leave because they don't want to listen to their uh, the upper other person's mm. point yeah, or idea, yeah. and they get up and fucking leave. They're not being accountable. Yeah, they'll scream their opinion at you, and then yeah. and then fuck off. Yeah, this new it's young, disgusting. I think man. we spoke about this last time I was here as well. The PC stuff. It's gotten even worse. Mm. But this new young generation that are, um, it's narcissistic compassion. It's like it's it's narcissism veiled as compassion. That's hundred like, percent right. That's yeah. a great term for yeah, it. Yeah, because that's all, that's all it is. They want to show how compassionate they are and make you feel like you're not a kind person because yeah. you have a, off, a you know an opposing opinion. Yeah. But they it's funny the 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 very they use the very same methods in which to do that. Like you know Tim Morrison. Yeah. So I got man, and I need to be careful getting involved in this stuff because again, I give too much of my energy to it. But I get. And again, hearkening back to what I was saying before about creating a world that I want my son to be able to, you know, uh, thrive in. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I know that, that if that specific situation is to intensify and, and to get worse and worse and worse, which it has, um, then, you know, people are going to grow up. Like masculinity is severely under attack at the moment. We keep hearing this toxic masculinity, but no one ever talks about toxic femininity, which oh, if yeah. toxic masculinity exists, it's just, just by fact Toxic femininity, yes. But does. nobody nobody ever says that. Number one, it's hard to say. I've said mm. it wrong twice. Feminine, yeah. Femininity. Femininity. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but of course it exists, but no one's talking about it. So I don't want my son to grow up feeling like he can't be masculine or a yeah. man or he can't um, exhibit male traits or that r- gender roles don't exist and stuff like that. Both, so both masculine and feminine uh, we, we traits should be it. celebrated. And, yes. fuck it. and then also they play practical roles within society. And, and exactly right. And, well, and the other thing feminine is... Feminine, they claim. And <laughs> I was just about to say, the, the, that's the other thing. A lot of people don't realise. People go masculine man, feminine woman. We have right. feminine traits. I'm yeah. the, everyone knows I'm not the most masculine of men. You could give me a toolbox and go fix this in my house and I yeah. just call someone to come and do it for me. I Same. can't fix shit. It's yeah. fu- but with that said, I have 
uh, ingrained masculine traits in me. Like I can be savagely aggressive in going after yeah. what I want, you know, things like that. Where and women uh, tend to be more agreeable. That's a feminine trait, but that doesn't mean I'm never agreeable. <laughs> Did you say that or you? <laughs> uh, but you know, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, and doesn't empathy mean that we and can being able to exactly express right. your emotions. Like I got heaps of feminine traits. Yeah, you know, but. It's and it's not bad. It isn't no, a bad it's not. thing. But I think what they're tr- honestly, it, and I know I sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I, I came up with the saying the other day is like the only difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth, especially these days, is time. Mm. Like because people will say that is insane. Even that Alex, what's his name? Alex Jones. Yeah. Even he said like over a decade ago about that island that Epstein yeah. had. Epstein's and island. Everyone, yeah. And of course that. Uh, that sounds crazy. Yeah. It's, and, and coming from a dude like that, you're like, this motherfucker is nuts. Yeah. And then 10 years later, it comes to the surface. That was a real thing this yeah. whole time. So, and at the time, he was a crazy conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And maybe with this whole COVID thing that had happened lately, all of us people that were kind of outspoken about it may be proven wrong. I feel like as it's kind of a thing in the distance, it's yeah. not so much like people are going to be like, ah, oh, that was ages ago. Get yeah, over that's, it. that's what they are. Get yeah. over it's it. It's annoying well, though because they fucked everyone's life and they just want to move on. Yeah. But go- going back to the, um, you know, this new generation, you're right. They can't, they can't have open dialogue about anything. Yeah. And as soon as you start making any kind of sense, they become aggressive yeah. and then they get angry. But Emotional. And so Tim was, so Tim does these uh, sound healing sessions. You know what sound healing is? Yeah, so of his, course, yeah. his intention for years now has been to help people. Like that's all he's trying to do. He's acting out of empathy and compassion and trying to, um, you know, affect the world in a positive way. Yeah, a lot of men's groups as well. Heaps of men's yeah. groups, but he does other, like heaps of other stuff too. But yeah. he's, you know, dedicated his whole life for the better part of, 10 years to helping people and all he was doing was playing the yadaki aka the didgeridoo at these sound healing things and next thing you know i see this apology in text from him saying i sincerely apologize i'm doing my best to you know um you know become acclimated with culture and understand on a new level and i'm and he, don't I'm, tell I'm me a, cultural appropriation the, in the comments he's getting rinsed but and it's borderline bullying the way these people are speaking to him going, you should be ashamed of yourself, Tim. Um, you know, how do you feel, I guess, kind of uh, contributing to the ongoing um, systemic and, and I was like, wait a minute, this is one of the most kindest men I've ever met in my life. And he's being absolutely rinsed by people online. And I was clicking on all their um, profiles. And none of them even followed him. So it's that yeah. hack mentality where they, one probably saw it and had the issue, maybe yeah. went and got it. And, and again, this is not me being, you know, um, whatever, f- LGBTI phobic or whatever. It's every person that I clicked on had their pronouns in their um, yeah. profile. First they're, thing they're is their fucking, pronouns. They're a fucking plague, mate. It's Honestly, they're they a fucking plague. The, the and it happened to me. They would have and the I tried, Ukraine I tried, flag I, in there. I tried to stick up for him and, and people were actually getting into, uh, you know, like... Uh, aggressive dialogue with me as well so i touch base with my noongar friends obviously i don't i don't have any aboriginal friends that i know of like that closely that outside of the wajak noongar and so i touch base with them obviously the didgeridoo is uh i think it's from somewhere in sydney yeah pardon my ignorance but it's obviously not a, a western thing but as you probably know if you walked into a store that sells indigenous art they sell didgeridoos mm. so there's there's there is white people out there playing didgeridoos but they were saying you're profiting off of 
you know, a culture that was largely oppressed by your people. But it's a beautiful instrument that creates like a resonant frequency that actually helps heal the body. Surely you'd want to share. And in his post, he's saying, I was actually taught how to play this by an elder. The elder made and gave it to me. And people are still like saying, and and then so he's given two apologies. And part of me was like, don't fucking apologize. You don't need need to apologize. Your intention is pure and it it is a beautiful instrument and it's great. And especially if an elder's made it and given it to him and taught him how to play it. So my Noongar friends said, if from what they know, if he's followed all the right protocols, which it sounds like he has, then there shouldn't be an issue. No. Again, they, they're like, I again, this is not art, not yeah. culture, so I can't speak to it. But um, yeah, but by, by the sounds of what you've the facts that you presented me, which was all the facts, they said it sounds like he's followed all the right protocols and done the right thing. But these people were going, right, but because they're, they're not real, wait, that wait, fucking were they, white, were they white people? All every single one of them, except for one or two, were white. <laughs> yeah, every single one of them. And I was like, wait, so you're a- and. That's it. Yeah. Done. I said, is that not shut a- the fuck up? I said, so wait a minute. Your right to be offended on behalf of a whole race of people trumps an elder's right to actually give someone the yeah. authority mm. to do that. It's disgusting. I said, you, you see them. They're all trolls. It's not real life. And like you said, it's always the same kind of person. Yeah. They might not be LGBTQ, but they they got the pronouns. They're the fucking. I think it's social, social justice, justice warriors. warriors. They're signaling. fucking losers, bro. Virtue signalers. Virtue, virtue signalers. Virtue fucking signaling. losers, and they're not. They're not real. Mm-mm. As soon as you take away the Facebook comment, yeah. you fucking put them in a room. Theatre. Yeah. Mm. Well, what's funny is that... The, um, but their pack mentality and their fucking... Was. They're leeches. Yeah. They're fucking rats, man. I hate the cunts. It was, mm. it was pack mentality, virtue signalling from, from there. And I said, I said, what's the weather like up there in your ivory tower? Exactly. Looking down on everybody because you're so sanctimonious and so self-righteous that you've got to make every... You've got to put every... You've got to stand on the heads of everybody else yeah. to get up there to feel and good. I reckon if you look through their history, they fucking have way more skeletons well, than we be- do. This is the beautiful thing. This girl, I start going back and forth with her. She jumped in out of nothing... Out of nowhere trying to and she was obviously i'm uh, you know pride myself on having a decent vocabulary i'm obsessed with words that's why yeah. i'm a rapper yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know I'm, go- I'm going back and forth and i'm having actually some like at least something for with s- her. For, well for it, some of these conversations weren't um constructive whatsoever i could tell it's like you're bringing the worst out of me i'm bringing the worst out of you i tried my best to avoid aggression because i feel like that's it's the lower it's the weakest form yeah, of yeah and then and then i'm allowing them to change my nature i was just trying to present the facts and i think the more factual and calm you are in a debate or an argument is always y- you're always going to have more of an effect and and people and the thing is if you can stay calm and they get aggressive to anybody on the outside just never in, attack the person no yeah. and it d- never make it personal either and, mm. and they started doing that and so one girl goes to me um when he issued the second apology uh, she was a girl that had been quite vocal on the previous post and blah 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 and so she got tagged in the second apology by what you know one of her little ivory tower constituents yeah so she said um she just tagged her and didn't say anything and she goes ha ha yeah shame about all of his disciples in my inbox sending me all kinds of threats and i just wrote that didn't happen <laughs> and she said how would you know blah blah i said send me screenshots i said yeah. um more than you you'll get through to my inbox i said i'd like a screenshot of all these inbox messages you're getting and then she's she's like how pathetic are you da, 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 da. Uh-huh. So i just wrote still waiting yeah yeah and, and she just kept going and going and going i said all this time that you're spending typing to me you could be spending screenshotting yeah. and sending yeah. to me I reckon there was no there was that they did, again they're virtue signaling they're creating a straw man so that they can and that's the thing they came at me like do you not value respect and I, I said no 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 don't do that you're not going to create a straw man I said yeah. you're not even touching on the points that I'm saying like I've said he's followed the right protocols anyway I don't want to spend too much time on this but what it, the yeah. funny part was this chick chimed in and the stuff I wanted to say I didn't say thank god because in hindsight I would have regretted it but she chimed in and then she started going 
um, you know, and just because you, as a man, want to come in here and oh. and and, 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 oh. and and I just went, I just went straight. I was like, I'm not getting back with it because I said to her, I said, I'm not doing this with you anymore. She said, How dare you tell me how I identify? You fuck, bro. I said, I'm not getting into this with you anymore. Blah blah. blah. And then her. What if he identified as an Aboriginal elder? Yeah. <laughs> well, man, think about this. What if? What if? I don't know. I what don't, if you were? Aboriginal? What if I was Aboriginal? Yeah. And yeah. that's the other thing. One of them goes, you throw your white privilege. Da da da. I said, Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fully white. <laughs> My dad is Indian. And <laughs> 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 I could have I could have gone, excuse me, I'm Aboriginal. I would never do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? How does she know that? Yeah. Mm. Like I'm not full. Because they're right. They're always right. Okay, sorry, yeah. yeah. So but I said to this girl, she and her last soliloquy before what I said, so I said, I'm not getting into this with you anymore. I'm not engaging in this, blah blah blah. And then she wrote a big long thing and I said, I can't publicly now go back at her again. I've told yeah. her that's the last. So I went to her inbox and I said, Hi, um, I'd really appreciate it if you didn't assume my gender. If you do it again, I'll have you banned, you bigot. <laughs> I called her a bigot. And then, she, and then she said, well, I could tell from your page that you identify as he, him, da, da, da. I said, you, you, don't, you can't you tell, tell from nothing. my page that. Yeah. You fucking yeah. Why, because I'm one with a woman. So you're, you're saying that if, I, if anybody's with a woman, they automatically become a he, him. And I just had her pinned in a corner. <laughs> and then I just had so much fun with her. I, like, it, privately, I yeah. just have a great it time. And that goes back to what I was saying about what I'll teach my daughter. I want to. I want teach him to see, teach her to see fucking gender or uh, like race or anything like that. It'll literally be you see the person if they're a fucking asshole, they're an asshole. If they're a good person, they're a good person. Yeah. That's the end of the fucking discussion. And you can't you can't raise her wrapped in bubble wrap, and you can't. You know yeah. what I mean? Because that's not you're not preparing people for the real world. And instead of adjusting to the real world, these people are trying to change the real world, and oh it's yeah, not going to work. Right. It's not going to work. Like yeah. I said before, it's it's not compassion. It's narcissism. You're trying to show you how much better than everybody else you are, how self righteous and sanctimonious you um, are, and yep. it's just yeah. Now, from Amen. the other side That's of that so as true. well, so yeah. they really think that they're doing the best for the world as well. I I think that but that's a hard one to be. I honest. think some of them. Think that, and I think the others are self-serving. Like Bitter said, oh yeah, I yeah, think yeah. They, but go, they might oh. not know it though. Still, yeah. they might not know that it's self-serving. I still I think, think they think that they're doing the right thing, saying the right thing, and and being for the best. So, it's one of those things where they might be narcissistic. They might be um, maybe their their messaging is wrong. Maybe their their thoughts are wrong, but their heart is still to a certain point in the right place. I would hope so. I would hope so. But also, I think that. What social media has done, it has created this um, echo chamber. paradigm, yeah, well, an echo chamber, but a paradigm where, for the most part, and people that are unaware, what happens is what other people think of you become more important than what you actually think of yourself. So mm. every, everything these days seems to be for show. It seems mm. to be like, I, I was in the gym the other day and I walked past and there's a girl lying on the floor, stretched out, got all that. She didn't give a fuck how stupid she looked in the gym. All mm. that mattered was her Instagram post and something inside her has to go, I'm a fucking squeezer for this. But yeah. it doesn't matter because everybody else would have started heaping praise onto her yeah. in the comments and that's what matters. She, it doesn't matter what she thinks of herself. It doesn't matter if she thinks she's a fucking squeezer because everybody else is going to tell her that she's super hot. Yeah. She's going to get a bunch of thirsty guys inboxing her probably and that's where all this self-gratification uh, well, comes from. And <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's true. They, they get external gutter 
gratification. Well, and then what you do is you base your self-worth on what other people think of you and you really should not do that. That's a dangerous road to walk down because yeah. what other people think of you is so arbitrary and so it could be that people could change it tomorrow. Even when presented with wrong information on you, people yeah. could turn their back on you. So if you got cancelled tomorrow and everybody hated you, if you didn't have enough self-esteem and feel comfortable with your own skin, what would you do? And then what if you changed everything about yourself to please everybody else and it still didn't work? What mm. would you do? Like you'd feel like an empty shell in this world. So the only the most important person that you have to please in this world is you. And the people need to remember that, that the posts and the things that you do for, unless you're entertainers like like ourselves and you're in a you know an entertainment industry, for the most part, these people, and I'm sorry, but it is predominantly um, like Instagram models and, and again, predominantly if you were to do the figures, I'm sure it's probably more, more women than men, but there is heaps of men doing it now too. Mm. Like, and it's, um, look, if, if that's what you yeah, want to do, and you're, and you're ha- yeah, the gym bro. And if that's what you want to do and you're happy doing it, that's fine. But all I know is that that, that superficial lifestyle is not sustainable. It's not. It's, it, eventually, your looks are going to fade or eventually people aren't going to care and they're going to jump onto the next thing. And you have to constantly adapt to different environments rather than just navigating through life being who you are and it not mattering. I'll be lying if I sat here and said, I don't care what people think of me. I care yeah. what people think of me. Of course but I'm not you gonna, do, yeah. I'm not going to base my whole outlook on life and the way I operate and move and the way I, you know, raise my children and, you know, maintain my household. I'm not going to base that on what, other people think of me like yeah it affects me but i'm not going to let it affect me too much well if you can keep uh, the majority of your interactions with people as as pleasant and loving and as kind-hearted as possible then it's going to be a lot better for your mental health as well exactly right but sometimes it's way more fun to be a calm i'll be honest with you like i said trolling is fun i've become way more savage ever since jordan was born and i'm I'm really, really enjoying it. And it's, it's not even in it's not even in that world and in that sense. Even with um, like even say with music, I've always in the past been a people pleaser. Like I'm like, oh, I actually want this or I feel this or I did a collab recently and it was all good. Like he's an absolute legend. I won't say who, but we did a collab and he asked if you know the song was a bit too long and if he could cull some of my verse off. Usually I'd go, oh, I don't want him to, but. Yeah, right, man, no worries. Because I just don't, I, I don't want, I don't, I don't like conflict. There's mm. something inside me. I'm quite an anxious person as well. So mm. I don't like conflict. I don't, so I would do anything to avoid it before. Uh, now it's like, no, this is what you want. Mm. And you're allowed to say that. There's no guilt that needs to be attached yeah. to saying what you want. I was like, actually, man, like that's, I really like that part of my verse and I'd appreciate if we kept that in there. No worries, bro. I just thought it was worth an ask. I, I, I agree. I, you know, so it's, yeah. yeah. yeah and, and, and I'm getting rewarded for being straight out and being, not, I, I don't think savage is the word because my delivery is never savage. It's yeah. just factual. It's assertiveness. Yeah. It's a, I've become much more assertive in saying, nah, actually, man, I didn't, I didn't appreciate what you just said. Or, um, you know, nah, I don't want to do that tonight. We've been, do that. I think we're on a very, very similar, similar path wavelength, and yeah. wavelength at the moment because... It's uh, liberating, man. Even like, and Delby would have noticed this, last, like you've been complaining about your back and even like normally I'd be like, fuck, how can we help fix it and stuff like that, suggest things. And I'm, I just straight up said... You fucking, what do you expect? Yeah. I wasn't like an asshole to him, but yeah. I just he said... He kicked me in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I like, of course. I went, you fucking idiot. Yeah. You I know, just said, what do you expect, bro? You, you know you, how hard I kick. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. He, he knows-ish what what can help make it feel better. Yeah. So unless he does it... and But it's not him. I've been saying this with everyone. Mm-hmm. If I don't well, want to do something, no. Well, the other thing is if that... I, if I like it, yes. I think in the past I used to avoid awkward conversations that, you know, might feel a little hairy and prickly because in the moment it makes me it does make me feel a bit anxious try like, talking oh, to a whole italian family <laughs> <laughs> very hairy very prickly <laughs> and yeah. also very passionate yeah. <laughs> but yeah. i uh, yeah, yeah i'm op- open to 
having these <laughs> awkward conversations now because what you have one and then you see, oh, that was actually extremely liberating. It doesn't now, go as bad as you no, think. No, no. And if anything, Never, yeah. even if it does, there's always a part on the end of it where you're like, oh, I'm glad, I, I'm glad we spoke about yeah. this, man. Right, let's... Let's yeah. Um, yeah, and this this was dope. And then you both know where you stand. And then guess what? If they don't accept that, and they and then and it oh, you can move on. Blows up. You might, uh, cool. This friendship isn't worth. I worth did it. see this beautiful, yeah, and I, we I, we just ragged on shorts and, and reels the other uh, before. But I did see this beautiful reel last night where this guy just said, basically, uh, I'm gonna have to let you go with love. Uh, you're not you're not fulfilling me. You're not you're dragging me down. Yeah. Um, I send you all the best and all the love, but. Your energy is is not what I need at the moment, and yeah. I'm gonna have to send you on with love. And it was just this beautiful like way of like, breaking yeah, we're, yeah, we're we're beautiful way of breaking someone's heart. <laughs> yeah, it was a beautiful way of parting ways and and saying, look, I really want to help you, but I can't keep doing this anymore. Yeah. Um, I send you with love. I I, 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 sha- I unshackle all of our ties spiritually and and also physically. And delivery is everything, right? Like yeah. I've, I've always said, you can say anything to anybody depending on how you say it, and yeah. and I would. Love to become a master at that because I think Aaron, it's going you're back a to what you were saying. Cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a bit. That was still a bit cunty. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the, the, the the words you choose are more important than anything yeah. because um, oh, I forgot what it was. I, I, I fell down the rabbit hole of this uh, YouTube page once. I forget what it's called. It's like Charisma College or something, and it's like how to be the uh, you know the most. Um, how to garner the most attention in a room, or how to ha- Hustlers University, wasn't it? <laughs> like Andrew Tate. <laughs> <laughs> I promise it wasn't. <laughs> but it was. Uh, do you know what's funny? I walked out of the shops the other day, and it was like fo- there was like a whole bunch of fourteen-year-olds standing around. I didn't have my hat on. It was just like a bold head with yeah. a beard, and the head is Andrew Tate. <laughs> <laughs> like, just don't get the glasses. I'm getting my Bugatti. <laughs> Fuck that! W- his voice is weird as well, hey. Yeah. What's yeah. I think it's because he's he was English and American. Yeah, he yeah. grew. Together. He was American, but moved to England and grew up in England. Yeah, so. yeah. And it's uh, at first I thought he was putting it on, but his brother speaks the exact the same. same, same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so you're saying um, that you're watching oh, yeah. a charismatic person? Oh yeah, and they were just saying that um, you know having uh, it's like how to uh, how to have uh, tough conversations or um, and he he uses Joe Rogan as a lot of. Uh, examples as well because mm. Joe's very good at doing that he's very good at navigating through a tough conversation not getting emotionally driven in the moment because he's autistic I think and he's do you reckon? 100% Joe Rogan he's definitely got traits man yeah yeah he just he'll, he'll ignore jokes completely not pick up on the jokes yeah. and if it doesn't interest him he just goes playing. He'll just go by and go look at this animal ripping apart this rabbit yeah like, yeah yeah it sounds Cuban like me every time yeah. We <laughs> Dan was the biggest one here. Yeah, you got it more than anyone. You always say someone else has it. Yeah, who's that? Daniel. Yeah, nah. that's why he says it about. Hey, you don't people. say that. <laughs> <laughs> you always say it about someone else, but he's the one with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I also think um, he's. I don't think he he he, he never fakes anything. Yeah. So if you've yeah. said a joke and he doesn't find it funny, he's not going to give you a laugh. Yeah. Like any. If, you, if you want to go down a funny rabbit hole, go type in Joe Rogan not getting jokes. <laughs> and people will do like real funny jokes and he'll try and explain why what they've said's not right. And they're like, it was a joke, Joe. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna maybe, get maybe every, so. I'm gonna get every single time you've said a pun or a joke on this podcast and Stitch no one said nothing no, and that's they just different. kept talking. That's different. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> but yeah, it is the opposite. Yeah. But yeah. um yeah, so Well Jamal was telling us about this and I don't know if, if it's the way you're what you're talking about. So Jamal had general uh, Usual producer. Sorry, Jamie, you don't want to fucking rip a job. Jamie and Jamal. So Jamal um, was telling me about um, the way you are and the character you play and the way you hold yourself is part of um, your delivery. Mm -hmm. um, It's part of the person you are. So if you want to be this sort of 
Oh shit! Sorry, my mic's fucked up here. Um, if you want to be this sort of like famous actor, you can be this famous actor. You have to frame yourself that way. You mm-hmm. have to c- carry yourself that way. And body language is. Yeah, massive. he said Madonna used to be able to do it like this. It was like magic, and she'd walk around the streets, no one would know who she is, and then she would change her frame. Her friend would film it on her phone. She'd change her frame, the way she'd carry herself, and everyone goes Madonna and run over and go start wow. like seeing her. Oh, and I it, knew I did that Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> he got his dick out. I was like Harvey. I recognise that fungal disease. Did we just talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many times I have that's to... It's a, <laughs> a pretty <laughs> autistic thing to say, Delby. <laughs> hey, you're autistic. <laughs> autistic. Are you going to say that? But that, that, you know, that's sort no, of... No, but uh, it, uh, it's funny you say that because in this ca- ca- charisma university, I promise it's not... <laughs> but Crust, they do hustlers. say something like um, that body language is massive and they, they use clips of examples where... Um, so I think... One of the examples that he used was the Tate and uh, Piers Morgan interview, and he's mm. talking about how um, with the listening is a massive thing. Like these things are really important in conversation, and they're these things that kind of lie, they're like embedded into a conversation without being at the. If you get what I mean, so they're underpinning what we say? the kind of conversation <laughs> that you're having, and so they. I think he. I forget what he says. He so it becomes a little bit oppositional. That's right. And then Piers is kind of coming at him, and Andrew says. Um, Pierce, I hear you, I understand. And yeah. his whole demeanour relaxes because before that he was like that and then you see him go like that and kind yeah. of relax. And that, in in a awkward and prickly and hairy conversation, just saying that before you say what you're going to say, like, I hear you, but uh, people just want to be heard for yeah. the most part. People mm. want to know, in this conversation, um, is it a two-way conversation? Because a lot of the time people, and that's another thing I'm working on, is I'm very... In the past, I've cut people. I cut people off because I'm so into what I want to say, and it is. It's a form of narcissism. It's like what I have to say is so important right here, right listening now. I'm to literally. Going I'm going to let you finish, but um, <laughs> what I want to say first. Listening to respond. Yeah. Listening to respond. Listening. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. You're listening to respond. You're not listening to understand. You're mm. not listening to hear. You know. And I'm really trying to do that because you know, going back to what I said before, I want to. I want to go into every conversation, no matter who it's with, and go. I think it's one of the rules in Jordan Peterson's book is um, treat everybody like there's something you can learn from them. I don't think that's verbatim what it is, but it's along them lines. And it's saying there's people out there, and that's from an extremely intelligent man. And mm. if, he, if he can go into every conversation going, there's potentially something I can learn from this person because not everything is from a book. A, a lot of things are um, you know, in accordance with people's, uh, what, what would you call it, life experience. Mm. So, And nobody's lived the exact same life. So God knows what, what you know, I don't think... P- a person's awareness and intelligence in life should be only based on their degrees or, you know, are they a lawyer? Oh, they're a lawyer. They're, they're automatically really smart. It's like, no, they studied law for four years yeah. mm. while somebody else might have travelled the world for four years and have a yeah. whole lot more to offer to a conversation and be things, you know, they've gone to, you know, countries that have put things into perspective for them. They've, you know, hiked through the mountains and seen these little villages and spent time with people. You know, you know what I mean? Yes. So all these things kind of you know, are contributing factors to a person's intelligence and, and, you know, how they manoeuvre and navigate through the world. It's not just, oh, here's a law degree. Oh, my God, this person's a doctor yeah. and it's, they must be smart. Could have like walked through Australia with three, for three and a half years with six camels and <laughs> learned fuckloads. Like John Elliott yeah. learned yeah. so much shit you couldn't learn in a book. Exactly. That's one of my biggest um, aims, my, my goal. I've literally got it on my 2023 goals is to interrupt people less. That's fucking hard, man. It is very hard. Cause it's because your brain works really quick and... If you think of a joke or something, especially in a podcast, it's timing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think I think jokes are different because you kind of have if you if you, miss if you it, have a good gone. joke and you leave it and then it's like oh, if I made it now, hey, what you were saying before? Yeah, but damn, but damn, didn't I get some amazing clips last week? Just yeah, I'm just nice. Well, no interruptions. <laughs> no, but when I um, wasn't here. But the because uh, timing is everything. But also, you don't want to. I'm, I'm like holding back. If you're making great points, I'm like, okay, I'll leave that joke. Mm. Yeah. But even earlier, you said um, you got panicked. That your mate, that your kid hadn't got up for a feed at eleven forty, and they'll flat down. You tap on the back, check they were breathing, and I was going to say, man, that's what my mates do with me on a Saturday night. Like I'm passed out. out. They yeah, check and out. I'm breathing. I'm like sitting on that, sitting on it, and the timing was wrong. Yeah. And the whole reason I brought this convo up was just so I could get that one out. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you just you just got to let it go. Yeah. You know? yeah. So and and. Like I'm trying to get better at what you were just talking about, that listening to respond, mm. especially as a podcast host. Like I should mm. be listening to every word you say, but you might say one thing and I notice it. I pick yeah. up on it for myself. I'll be like, or Delby will say something and I'll be like, I was already going to say this, so I'm just yeah. committing to saying it, whereas I should have listened to the whole mm. thing and of again, what they're saying because I might have picked up on something Branch else. is going to work on listening to respond. Oh, fuck, is that what you were just saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the whole, um, again, going back to the red card thing is... Because now that's I'm so cognizant of the fact that that's something that I'm working on, I'm noticing my dad is terrible for it. And if he keeps doing it, I'm going to punch him in the fucking throat <laughs> because he's really bad. And to the point where the conversation doesn't go anywhere because either he interrupts with something I'm about to say and it's like, wait a minute, let me if, if you let me finish what I was about to say, what you just said is completely redundant and irrelevant. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Sometimes I would interrupt people and they'd be like, I'm getting there, or I'd interrupt people and I've comple- completely misconstrued where the conversation's yeah. going and then I look silly. So I've noticed it in other people a lot more. My Indian side of the family are all terrible for it. And yeah. I'm assuming Italians would be too, not being racist, but yeah. because we're so passionate in what we're saying and we're so connected to what we're saying, we just want the person to hear it right here, right now. So yeah. it's very, it's been, it is very difficult for me to to be able to kind of harness that and pull it back and the other thing is i feel like i'm working on way too many things my partner's like fuck you're hard on yourself i am very hard on myself i have set a very high standard for myself in everything and and you know i could go shoot hoops later and and hit 50 percent of the shots which is good in any in any world but i, I won't focus on the 50 that i hit i'll be focusing on the 50 that i miss and i walk out pissed off yeah. and i'm like fucking hell i i just want to be a hell good shooter you know and it's but it's good it's it, i hold myself to a high standard but i need to be careful because that automatically kind of um spreads out into my expectations of other people yeah you know, I, people are like you have such high standards of people and it's like but i hold myself yeah. to that level of accountability it automatically transpires and goes out i'm being Literally. that i'm doing that i'm being that disciplined why aren't you yes yeah, yeah. I, I expect better of myself i expect better of you i had the exact com- this exact conversation this morning with a psych that i'm going to to get my um, add meds yeah and he was like i bet you that you're this kind of person where you could do a five minute set of comedy and one joke won't go the way you wanted it to. You mm. won't get the response. And yeah. afterwards, you'll just focus on that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, I think it makes me better. Well, he goes, it doesn't matter if it's a good or a bad trait. If you mm. think that it improves you yeah. by being hard on yourself and exactly you get better right. from it, then it's a positive. Yeah. Okay, cool. There's a name for it, but I can't remember what he said. I'll yeah. have to ask him again. Yeah, I, know, I, I tend to agree with that. Yeah. Look, if, if the, see, my brother's the same, but my brother's just quit basketball. Because of it, because his friends, some a couple of his friends are really good. He's six foot four and he's fourteen, fucking piece of shit. Wow. And so he's like towers over me, and he has 
you know, he has all the and he's a good shooter for a six foot four guy. Um, I heard that the Debazers bring guns to school, so uh, could be a great, great <laughs> shooter. That is a callback to episode <laughs> first yeah, time he ever that. came on the podcast. <laughs> Holy shit. shit! That was at your house. <laughs> that, your ADD is so high functioning. But Fuck. he um, like autistic holds himself <laughs> holds himself in such to such a high standard that he gets that seat. I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm figuring out how to tailor it to is it productive or is it destructive kind of thing. So I'm, I think I'm, you know, leaning more towards it. It, it is bringing the best out of me these days. As long as when I leave the courts, I don't hold on to it for too long. We used, we used to play and if we lost the game and I had a bad game, it would keep me up all night. I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't sleep just remembering certain plays where I should have done something better. I can't change it now, but I'm still kind of um, stewing on it. So um, I have become a lot better at doing that and at being able to kind of, um, differentiate between wait a minute that's helpful and that's harmful like mm. let's not do that let's do that so uh, in holding myself to a standard I think I'm at a, I'm in a good place I still have some improving to do and, and and it's about that like you said it's your perspective on it if if I was if I felt like I wasn't it wasn't doing me any good mm. and I was my self-esteem was low as a result of it I'd be like okay cool we I guess we have, need to change the way we're operating here so I said to my brother I said you, if you want to use that for fuel and you want to have high expectations for yourself and T- giving yourself tough love pulls the best out of you, then do it. But if you're going to quit and be a fucking loser and chuck in the towel because it's not going the way you expected and you're not improving at the speed that you wanted to, um, Kevin Durant has a saying where he's like, um, hard work uh, beats talent when talent doesn't, doesn't work, work hard. hard. Mm. And it's like, so, you know, it's, it's just about persistence and consistency and just that I refuse to give up mentality that what Kobe Bryant calls the mumba mentality. Cool, you're not as good as your friends? Get up two hours before your friends. Leave the gym two hours after your friends. Like that, that needs to be your motivator, not the thing that kills it. It's definitely the mindset and change of lifestyle I've, I've made for me for everything. the last... Because I started doing that, I reckon, uh, about four or five years ago, hence why I started building the business and I, I was very motivated I was in that style. For whatever reason, it started waning. The last couple of months have been very much like that, very disciplined, very much I want to get it, very much work harder than everyone else in the gym, work mm-hmm. harder than everyone else in the fucking podcast scene or whatever mm-hmm. it, the fuck it is, yeah. do it. Go. Parenting, work harder being the best mm. parent. And then the other day, I had to check myself and say, "Fuck! Don't just don't judge yourself if you if you if you feel like you're not doing enough." That's the so balance, yeah. Yeah, because uh, there was w- one day where I and I, I think from memory, I spoke about this last week on the podcast when I I did a shitload with Scotty all day. I, I was like, a, "I'm a fucking good dad. Mm. I know I am." Yeah. And I did a lot with Scotty that day, and I was judging myself for the three or four moments where I was on my phone for half an hour. Instead yeah, of going, instead of going, and when I say I'm on my phone, it's a Tuesday. I'm actually working on my yeah, phone. Yeah, right. Okay. So, uh, and I was judging myself for those moments. Nah. Uh, instead of going, hey, instead of judging myself for those moments, go fuck. You just spent seven out of nine hours playing with you and being mm. a fucking good dad and being present and actually being part of that's a lot her more life. That's a lot more than that's um, a fucking lot more norm. than and to yeah. work harder to beat fifty percent of your competition to be the best parent. Classic Delby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's probably one of my best jokes for <laughs> <laughs> a few weeks and I didn't get caught. All right. I reckon that's, um, that's enough anyway. Uh, um, we'll wrap it up. I was going to just finish on asking a bit of what was the biggest change from before to after your kid now, other than being tired. You sort of hit a few points, but if you had to um, put it down to like one sentence. I would say that it, it 
do you know what? I've, I, w- I considered myself an atheist before mm. and now I consider myself an agnostic. So an atheist believes that there's nothing and an agnostic believes that there's something. You just can't define what it was. And the yeah. second, when he came out and the first second that they look at you, you're like, there has to be something. Yeah. There, there can't be nothing. This is too incredible. To I'm like getting shivers saying this because um, just the miracle of birth itself and life coming into the world, it just shows you that there, there has to be something. Mm. Like, And again, this is only my um, perspective, but it made me switch from thinking there is nothing and everything, you know, there's nothing deeper to what's going on to thinking, well, and if any, I've, I've developed a lot more, um, I guess, respect and a lot more time for being open to religion so now I'd, before I, I wouldn't shun it off if it does something for people whatever and if it brings out the best to you then great but I was kind of like all religion sounds crazy to me because none yeah. of these are very believable stories but I guess uh, if religion's an attempt to explain the unexplainable then I guess they all make sense and maybe they're all true in that sense but mm. um, yeah it just switched my my understanding from in my world and my what I'd felt viscerally to say I don't think that there's nothing anymore. I think there's something, but I don't think our brains were built to comprehend whatever the hell it is. Yeah, yeah. the unknown of the unknown. We yeah. don't know what we don't know. But then again, like I said, it may be more assertive because I care less what people think of me now. Yeah. Um, obviously changed my job, which I'm super happy about as well. Yeah, I, I think a lot of fans wanted to know about uh, the mandate and the s- status you had on that. Is that right, Branch? Yeah, they did, yeah. The Vax yeah. stuff? Yeah. Um, I think people that like it was... It's Either way you look at it, it's, it is a form of tyranny and yeah. it is um you know your, your guy's mate he's been on here a few times he's extre- extremely intelligent and Corey he White. Corey White. yeah and that guy's incredible i gotta get him on uh that's why i didn't try i didn't touch down davos and the and a few things that are happening at the wef is on at the moment there's a lot going on censorship um just the way that he um delivers stuff and how he's able to put a you know a humorous spin on things as well and mm. he's also very brutal as but it's it's in a way, and because he's so intelligent, that he knows that if ever gets it gets to a point where, um, you know, I have to kind of debate with someone or whatever, I feel like he would be very comfortable in doing so. Mm-hmm. His intelligence match with his delivery and his humor and stuff, like he's very good. And 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 I would hope that I don't, you know, come across in a way I don't want to, because um, in that situation specifically, I felt like everyone was doing what they thought was the best thing, and because. If, even if you're on the other side to us, just I uh, just said so to be clear and straight to the point, I'm on the same side as you. I think it was fucked up and it was a form of tyranny and it was the government, um, I guess, like swinging their dick around and, and, and showing us. And I, to be honest with you, and I am a little bit of a conspiracy theorist in this sense, I think it was like the appetizer to something else that is coming. Well, we're already seeing climate lockdowns being I think put the in climate, place for I think the uh, climate things next. Yeah, yeah, for twenty twenty four in uh, town in Britain, I sent that to you. Yeah, so they've got to and plan climate lockdowns already, and to start disgusting. taxing us on our carbon footprint as well. And these are the things that people like Andrew Tate was saying, Jordan Peterson saying, and now they're going after him. Mm. And Andrew Tate, in my opinion, I've looked deep into this, and it's an unpopular opinion because people are so fucking um, because they want minded. they want him to be. Well, because th- think about this. If you are trying to take control of a um, large demographic of people, society, right, and you're these people at the top trying to take control of these people, do you want the next generation that, 
really it's probably going to affect the most. Do you want them to be empowered young men that will fight back? Mm. Or do you want them to be people that are trying to figure out what gender they are? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, And do you want people them to be overly sensitive and overly compassionate yeah. and stuff like that? So I think he was kind of weaponizing young boys to be... Str- but he had a great message. He said, yeah. don't do fucking drugs. Don't drink. Don't do this. Go get in the, the fucking gym. Yeah. yeah, And stop feeling sorry for yourself. It was tough love, but it would bring the best out of the younger yeah. generation. He's not the best. Um, role model to look up to, but guess yeah. what? Neither is Nicki Minaj and fucking Cardi B for females. Yeah. But wet ass, ass pussy still went number one all mm. over the world. They didn't get cancelled. If anything, it propelled them f- to a whole new level of stardom. Yeah. So I just think that there's something bigger going on for them to have to silence people like that. Now they're going after Jordan Peterson, who's like the nicest guy in the world, but he's painted as this horrible villain. Yeah. Um, because both of them guys are saying things like the government are going to start taxing you on your carbon footprint on the on the wor- on the earth. Yeah. Um, but that close COVID to being China. So co- COVID was a precursor to something else that is coming, and yeah. I, th- I really believe that. I think they were testing testing people's um, temperature, like how will people respond to mm-hmm. things like lockdowns and stuff like that. And people showed how compliant and yes sir, no sir, three bags full sir we are. So I think they'd probably go into that next situation with a bit of confidence. And this whole Greta Thunberg thing as well, to a have false a, like a false arrest to have to have this to have this young teenage girl. As, as the, I don't know what you'd call poster it. Poster child. Puppet, yeah, the poster child with her mum's hand up her ass telling everybody what they should be saying is fucking wild. And mm. if anybody thinks otherwise, to have a third... How old is she now? I don't 20. Know, I don't, is she really? Okay. Yeah. But to what? She's 20 now. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, she's been around for a minute then. Yeah. But she, to have her as the poster child for that, because number one, she has autism. Yeah. One of your people, and yes. then number two, she's a, a young. Yeah, I don't say that. And number <laughs> number two, she's a young girl. It's <laughs> like if you were to challenge her, you're this horrible person. Oh, you're gonna go yeah. with a fucking young girl that's you know autistic. So yeah, um, yeah, I just feel like I feel sorry for her. If anything, I don't, yeah. I don't, you know, um, I'm definitely not. Mm-hmm. I'm coming at her. I've got a motto for the next thing. It's they want people without agenda, not people with an agenda. Hey, that's dope. That's not bad, that's eh? That's a dope one. I like that. <laughs> That's not bad. That, that's dope. ADHD, baby. It's good. But it's super smell. It, it, hey, something, something smells like shit. Something is in the air, and I think something bigger is coming. Sorry, bro. Think, <laughs> <I think>, <laughs> <laughs> shut that door. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my stance on it. I think it was extremely unethical, and I think it was stre- extremely fucked up, and I think you can't ignore the facts, and the people that do want to ignore the facts are people that don't, like the people I was talking to before, the closed-minded people that aren't ready to admit that they were wrong and, and that vilified people like us in a time like that. So, um, look, I, I'm... All, all I've seen so far is is confirmation of the things that we thought at the time when it was happening. But mm-hmm. now that it's passed, every, if you were to bring it up to the people that were coming at you before and be like, yo, where's my apology? Mm. It'd be like, who gives a fuck anymore? It's, we're allowed, you're allowed to just walk around with it now. Yeah. yeah. But they're like, I, I, oh man, it broke my heart. Just quickly before we get off. No, you're fine. Quest Love from The Roots. He's like the drummer. Oh no, I see. You saw that? What no plan, whatever. What's the, what is it? Fi- so fires are like, you can tell they're paying all these artists now. I think I was saying it last time I was here, they were trying to do it in WA in, in, in Australia, but they're, um, on a global scale now, so like Pink, I saw that. Um, yeah. Jimmy Fallon, like what's all, the all message? All these well, no. Well, they're just like their fires are uh, their fry, uh, fires are. What would you call them? Shills. Um, yeah, basically, Puppets. and they're doing these. Spokespeople. The funny thing is, they do these posts in, the, in and it says in partnership with Pfizer, or whatever. Yeah. and uh, no comments allowed. Every single one of them. No so comments Pfizer allowed. Said, don't don't. And Questlove did it. No, I was. I and was it brought the, the Questlove one broke my. I don't give a fuck about Pink and Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, but when Questlove did, I was like, Yo, what are you doing? Mm. Fucking love Questlove. What are you doing? I, I lost love. I lost love for Quest yeah. Love. Now he's just Quest. Less love <laughs> for <laughs> Quest Love. Less love for Quest Love, indeed. Yeah, that, that was my that was my stance. But he's on fucking Jimmy Fallon. He's 
And do you know what the worst part of it is? He's rich, bitch. Is I, I was, <laughs> and I'll be open about this as well. I might have been a little bit. People would assume that because I'm so overtly, you know, open to speaking about this, and I, I have such a strong stance on it. Number one, there was no other rapper, like none of my peers, none of them spoke about it, and I, I know that a lot of them felt the way I do. So this whole new album, I'm doing like I've, I've, I'm throwing shots. I'm like mm. calling them pussies and shit because everybody was so scared to lose followers, and I wasn't. If, and do you know what's funny is that these dumb motherfuckers don't even know I gained followers because <laughs> of that shit. Yeah. I, I was losing some, gaining some. Like it was just a, a push and pull. But um, yeah, that, that's number one. Yeah, but you vetted out the shit. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I don't want them following me anyway. But the other part is that um, what was I saying? Um, your, your album throwing shots. Oh yeah. So th- yeah, that, that's that's the rapper thing. And the other part is that I've I think I've said it on here last time. I ended up I, I had to, I I had to had to yeah had so to, like had, I had, to. had two shots. So um, and again that was just so I was so scared that um, and looking back at it now I'm like. I wish I'd have just held on for, what was it, six to eight months until they just went, oh, okay, look, we're not going to do this anymore. And the, the worst thing is now, I, you are four times more likely than me. Stand on the positive. Yep, to <laughs> have a severe reaction or die from COVID now. Do you know what? How crazy is that? The silver lining is, I think I was saying on the way up here, is that um, I've been extremely health conscious the last, um, I'd say, two months. I don't know if that doesn't sound like long, but I'm saying like, um, actually, that's a lie because it was, the Christmas period. So I'd say about a month where um, just not, uh, so now I don't drink, smoke, um, nothing. Like I've got prescribed weed and I haven't, I'm not smoking it. Um, cut the cigarettes out, cut the booze out. No guns. Um, no guns anymore. No guns. I'm, I'm uh, just these guns. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to the gym every day. I'm doing something physical every day. I'm eating right. I'm meditating every day. So the silver lining to that whole thing was it made me go, it made me realize that we put way too much, I guess, um, trust in the uh, pharmaceutical system which mm. has been proven to be super super yeah. unethical and yeah. so we put so much trust in these other people to um fix you fi- yeah or just provide sure. us with health yeah. and then we all the decisions we make for ourselves are shit ones like yeah. cool i'm smoking cigarettes and i'm saying i refuse I, I refuse this vax because it's going to be bad for my health mm. you know and they used that against me and do you know what they were right mm. yeah so and i was like you're right so i started making decisions from i'm in control of my health i'm accountable for my health yeah. this is my body this is my vehicle in which to navigate through life so i'm going to start taking care of this and again that was the other thing with my son as well that's probably the biggest change actually it made me go I don't want him to grow up watching me do things that are unhealthy because we lead by example. So I want him to see his mum and dad go to the gym all the time. They do something physical. They get out and get in the sun. They go down the beach. They're not always at the pub taking their kids to the pub and giving them colouring books. Um, Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I want to be present. I don't want to be as healthy. I want to be a, a, you know, a a shining light for my son to look. I want to be a great role model, basically, in a nutshell. did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what Branchy's been saying lately. We've just been saying it And in other news, just um, to end on a positive. Well, that was positive, but yeah, double down. They found Carol Baskin's husband alive. Bullshit. Fuck off. Yeah. Carol Baskin? Yeah. Really? Year, according to Carol Baskin. They said, oh, she said that the... Um, we need to go down this rabbit hole. The CIA, whatever, Not now. Yeah, CIA or whatever, um, had found him alive and well, living where he went down to live at. <sighs> Was he with Tupac? <laughs> 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 oh, Sick. boys. Wrap it up. Wrap it up yeah, right. Jamie, our producer's got to go. But thanks, thanks for so much, uh, coming on, mate. That was fucking no, awesome. Pleasure.